Hello, everyone. Welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and also the lead pastor of God's Internet Church online service, online church that we base our broadcasts off Facebook. And we've been doing this podcast, and we're going to get fully into it now since we're in the new year. We're going to finish it up, then we're going to step into another study. I'm not sure exactly what it is right now. I'm working on different studies, but we're going to continue our studies in chapter 36. And if this is blessing you, become a describer to let us know, you know, or send me messages. Because I know on some of the platforms, you can send me messages. Or if you have questions, or maybe even if there's a study that you think it might be interesting for me to look into, and then we can study it. But right now, we're on episode 112 of this podcast, and we're going to be going back to Job chapter number 36, and we're going to look at the whole chapter today in this hour that we have, and then, well, whatever, how long it takes us, about an hour. Um, so let's pray, get your Bibles out, get your notes out. Get your pens out, because I encourage you to check this preacher, because you need to, you know, make sure the preachers that you are listening to are honest, and I am honest, but you need to make sure that you're checking to, that the people you listen to are honest, especially in these times. But you don't have to worry about me, but I still prefer you read your word along with me. So if you got your Bibles, open them up to the... Job chapter 36, Job chapter 36, and since this is being pre-taped, I encourage you to make sure, because we're going to get started, you can pause the the program for a minute and while you look it up. So I'm going to discontinue. This is Job chapter 36, and we're going to start looking at verses 1 through 5. It says, Elu continued, listen further. And on behalf of God, I will teach you more. My knowledge is great. I will explain about God, who is my maker. And I will prove that God is fair. Know this, my words are true. And my knowledge is perfect. God's is power, but he does not hate people. He is strong and he is wise. He does not allow evil people to live, but he protects poor people. He always looks after the good people. He makes them as important as kings. He will always give honor to good people. Now, these first five verses that we just read deal with Elu teaching about God. So what we're going to do is break these things down, okay? And I'm going to give you information on this and then also give you what God's put on my heart with it. Okay. Now, it said Elu was bold. Verses 1 through 4 deal with this. Elu, Elu was bold when he spoke these words. But, he, but we do not think that he was proud. Elu was speaking by God's Holy Spirit. In other words, Elu acknowledged came from God. Elu was 
not merely explaining his own ideals. So, in a roundabout way, Elu was talking, being used here, kind of as a minister or a, pro or a teacher under the anointing, on the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And he's being, we're being told here that his knowledge is coming from God, not him. Okay? And that's what we got to do. We got to kind of do. We don't know if Elu prayed. We don't know what he did. But I've said this before. We got to take time and pray about the situations that we are in. When we see someone hurting and God sends us to go talk to them, we got to take our time and explain what's going on to God. And God tells us what he wants to do. Sometimes God might give you a verse to read them. Sometimes God might give you a word from him to, to them. Sometimes he just wants you to be quiet and listen. Okay. But if we do talk, we got to make sure it's coming from the Bible. We got to make sure it's coming from God. Because you can actually hurt people if you're trying to do things on your own. Okay? Because God is our maker. All right? Let's look at... Verse 5. Although... Although God is powerful, he is not like an evil ruler. Okay, let's, let's look at verse 5. God's powerful, but he did not he does not hate people. He is strong, he is wise. He does not allow evil people to live. But he protects the poor people. He always looks after good people. He makes them feel important. Kings as kings, he will always give honor to the people. Now let's look first. It says, God is powerful, but he does not hate people. He is strong, and he's not wise. And he's wise. Excuse me. So a lot of people <clears throat> we hear out there, when they're going through their trials and, and uh, situations in their life, and these are people that know God, they're saying, why does God hate me? Well, we just showed this here through Elu, through the, through the Holy Spirit of Elu, talking to Elu, that God does not hate people. In fact, God created you, and God has a desire to bring you into the kingdom of God, or to correct you and get you right with the kingdom of God. That he loves you so much that he sometimes put us through trials and tribulations to get us back on track. But sometimes he wants to show the devil how wrong he is. And when the devil comes against us, and I said this many times in this podcast, on this Bible study, that the devil wants to take you out. And he wants you to start blaming God. Because that, that's what he wanted Abraham did, I mean not Abraham, Job to do. 
all right? And he's strong and wise. And what we need to start doing, just like I preached Sunday, and if you can, if you're listening, go to Facebook. If you're on Facebook, go to God's Internet Church group. You can type it in on the space bar and put in God's Internet Church and it will bring up the group. Click it and you should be able to watch our video there from Sunday and all over. And we we basically had almost 80 views so far on that sermon. And let me tell you something, saints, it's been encouraging. Because we are talking about how God, we got to go to God. The first week we talked about Goliath, we got to let God guide us. I mean, uh, go ahead of us and take care of the problem. Then this week we talked about Israel around the walls of Jericho and how they had to follow God's plan to the T for it to work. But we all, and then I heard a teaching and then I shared a little bit and I heard a teaching from my pastor where I go to church. God, this pastor goes to church too, which it talks about, he was talking about that Christians can be lazy some days. They just want God to plop down what they want right now. And you know, saints, it don't work that way. It does not work that way. God has a plan. Sometimes God miraculously gives you the answer and takes you out of it. But sometimes when you're going through it, he gives you a plan that he wants you to execute and do. Just like Israel walking around the wall for six days, one, one time a day, and then on the seventh day, walk seven times and then scream. Well, see, God wants your attention. He wants your faith in what he's doing. He wants you to trust him. And when you go off and pray to him, then you go off and try to do it yourself. You're actually taking it back from him. And then you want to get mad at him because it didn't get taken care of. Well, you tied God's hand because you took it out of his hands. He needs your faith and he needs you to start watching and helping with people. Now, let's look at verses 8. To 12 for the second thought of this chapter. Let's look at verse 8. It says, But suppose that a man has great trouble, and that man cannot avoid his problems. God will show that man error to the man. God will explain that the man was proud and evil. God will warn that the man to stop his evil behavior. That that man should obey God. And the man should serve God. Then, then God will help man to be calm. And the man will be glad for the rest of his life. But suppose that the man refuses to obey God. Then the man will die a cruel death. And he will die because of the lack of of knowledge. God teaches men not to be proud. In other words, it's kind of piggybacking onto the last thought that God was sharing me with you. We need to go to God with our problems and we need to talk to us. Talk to him about it. Sometimes, like I said, sometimes our 
or sometimes God is using this situation that we're in to get us back on track. And sometimes it's just the enemy attacking us. Okay. God is kind. He is even kind to people who are proud and evil. Because he wants to try to make a way. Eventually, their doom is set. But he wants to bring them in. Elu described a man whose attitude were terrible. This man was both proud and evil. Joe's friends thought that God would kill a man as a punishment. Job agreed that God should punish that man. But Job thought that God not punish that man. And Job did not understand why. Elu explained that God wants such a man to stop his evil behavior. God wants man to change his life and to, God, and to trust God. So God caused trouble to make the man think about his life. And God may warn the man. This kind of like what I just said. But it's not always the case. Because I don't want people out there saying, Oh, this guy is going through trials and tribulations. I heard Pastor Ron on God's Internet Church podcast saying that God punishes evil people. And he causes circumstances to come out and go up and say this, that, and that, and this. No. That ain't what I'm saying. You know, sometimes God does use his circumstances to change our lives and to get us back on track with him. But often it's the enemy that comes against us. And then often, there's a third thing here, we kind of get off track on our own, trying to do things on our own. So God allows the enemy to attack you to show that you need him. Because we cannot do this on our own. All right. And God don't punish the evil people right away because he wants to give the opportunity for people to confess their evil deeds to him and get right with him. God wants them to trust him. And God does not want anyone or anybody to change force anyone to change in the end. We're not robots. God will be our judge of everybody. Even us Christians, when the last days go, then we're called to heaven. There's going to be a great two judgments. You know, we have judgment. We're going to get judged for our works and what we did on heaven, down on earth, but then the ones going to be judged that don't got their name in the Lamb Book of Life or being saved and that's Jesus in their heart will be punished into hell. There's going to be like a separation. People, you go this way or you go that way. I want to go the way the heaven is. And that's why I want to get as many as people to follow, to go with me to heaven and help God. God's called me to be this minister, but it's on my mind. It's on my mind to make sure that I help people know the way because I want to see them in heaven. I don't want to see them go to go to the, the, the darkness of hell. Because let me tell you, some people said, oh, hell's going to be fun and it's going to be a party. No, I want you pictured hell. If you watch Scrooge this Christmas, I want you to picture 
some of the things when, especially the musical one, and I can't remember who stars in it, but there's a musical one that is good. And he's actually got a, his, uh, they put his office in hell like what he had on earth. And he basically was living in hell. Now, of course, we know that it was just a thing and that he didn't die, but it caused him to change. And that's why I'm trying to do and preach this word and teach this word to help people come to the Lord and also help current Christians with their struggling that they're going on. And this is kind of dealing with both. All right. Now, let's look at verses 13 through 15 for our third thought. <coughs> the wicked, verse 13 of Job 36. Wicked people are angry when God punished them. They do not ask him to help them. So they die when they are young. They are among those that men hand over for the evil life. But God teaches poor people while they are suffering. And God speaks to them by means of their troubles. So this section of scriptures dealing with God punished wicked people about but he cares about poor people. Okay. Some people refuse to listen to God. Warnings. These people are wicked. We can be confident that God will punish them. Okay. He who mentions men whom other people hand over for an evil life. These men belong to a cruel relig religion. During a ceremony, they had to have sex with other men they had to be ter they had a terrible terrifying life and you said these wicked people deserve such a terrible fate in other words there's people out there making people do things that are contrary to god to do their kind of type religion we even have making men sleep with men and women sleep with women you know, sacrificing kids on the altar. You know, God isn't about that. And you know what? God will try to change you in not doing this stuff. And he will try to get you. But if you cross the line too far, God will punish you. And it maybe even take you life early. Let me tell you something, saints. Let me tell you something. You don't want to tangle with God. He's a loving God. He's a forgiving God. But once you seal your faith and you hurt his people, he can be vengeful, God. But he, try, he, he tries to give people every chance in the world to change. But he will punish the wicked people to try to get them back on track. Okay. Now, let's look at verse 15. God helps good people who suffer. 
He was teaching Job even while Job was suffering. Job was learning about heaven. Now, Job, God helped people who suffered. Okay? He was teaching Job when Job was suffering. Job was learning about heaven. And we found that in Job chapter 19, verses 25 to 27. And I encourage you to go back and read them because now God's putting together everything. Okay? So the stuff that was going on between Job 19 was actually God was teaching him here. And in hell, Job 26, verses 5 to 6. So I encourage you to write that down and look back. Job was learning about wisdom in chapter 28. So basically, Job was learning about suffering and learning about heaven in Job 19, verses 25 to 27. And Job 26, 5 to 6, he was learning about hell. And then in, in Job 28, he was learning about wisdom. And I encourage you to go back and reread some of these chapters. Write these down. If you get, get them by the third time, you know, go back, rewind it, write the scriptures down, and check it out. Okay, but he don't want he don't like his people suffering and he will help them in the end. But you got to go to him. And ask him. God is not a person that wants us to be. Robots, he gives us free will. He wants to help you, he has a plan to help you, but you got to do the work and ask him. Okay. Bottom line. Hallelujah. We're coming up on the 20, 20, 22 minute mark of this show. Usually we go between 22, I mean 30 and 45 minutes to an hour. But we'll see how we're doing. We got one, two, three. We got three more sections to talk about. So we'll see. What's going on? We may even get into Job chapter 37 for a little bit. We'll see. But right now, I want to deal with the next section. And we're going to be reading verses 16 to 21. And giving us a little bit more thoughts on this. As said, God will take you, Job, from this place where you suffer. And God will lead you to a good place. There you will enjoy the best food. But now you suffer the punishment that wicked people deserve. And you cannot escape from that trouble. Do not allow money to tempt you. Do not allow a secret gift to tempt you. Even your great wealth could not prevent your troubles. All your efforts could not protect you. Do not hope for death when people lose everything. And do not choose evil behavior. It is better to suffer trouble than to behave in an evil way. But Job, you seem to think otherwise. Now, it seems like Elu's getting a little frustrated with them, just like the other friends. And the other friends, you know, did this wholeheartedly. Elu's kind of being calm about it. He's saying the same thing as the other one, but he's trying 
to be fair with God with this, with Job. Okay? So let's read verse 16 again, and then I'll give you my thoughts. God will take you, Job, from this place where you suffer, and God will lead you to a good place that you will enjoy the best foods. Now, there's two thoughts that God put in my heart when I read this here. And that thought, these two thoughts are first, is talking that one day you're going to die and God's going to take you to heaven. We talk, because we heard about the big banquet table being set up, you know, and we're going to eat the best foods. But this also could be talking about a time that God's going to deliver you out of this trial, out of this storm, and he's going to give you the best food for you to enjoy the eat and family and friends. Okay? Job thought that he was merely waiting to die. But God had a wonderful plan for Job. And it's true. We can get so discouraged. We can get so mad in ourselves, not at ourselves, in ourselves, that we get to the point wanting to die. I was dealing with somebody recently, and I'm not going to name names, that every time something goes wrong for this person, the first thought is they're going to give up everything. They're not going to go to church anymore. They're not going to go out of the house. They're going to stop their medicines. They're going to basically, why should I live? I'm going to die. I'm going to kill myself. And this is a reaction when something big disaster comes this person's way. And and sad thing is, this other person is a minister of God. This person is an evangelist. And that I know. And let me tell you something, saints. This person's had a, had a heck of a year of 2022 and partly now 2023. But it does look like she's going to step out into a better place. Which this thought that God has a plan for this person, just like he has a plan for Job. And if the things that she's talking about when something happens... If things are going to go a lot better for her or him in their life. Because I don't want you to know if it's a guy or a girl. Okay. We got to start looking. Now, even we don't like trials. I don't like trials and tribulations. I'll be honest with you. But we got also got to look at it. Like Hebrews verses 6. 7 and 8 verse 6 tells us about the storms of life and how it waters the grass. Verse 7 tells us that if the rain don't touch the land, it dies. Well, let me tell you something, saints. If the devil's attacking you with these storms of life, it, in the beginning, he's helping you and he's bringing you through to victory. But if he's not attacking you, then you should be worried. Okay? 
Now let's look at verse 17. But now you suffer the punishment that wicked people deserve. And you cannot escape from your troubles. Now, God's given me two thoughts here on this too. And the first thought is, you know, it's like Elu is putting Job saying, well, you're, but now you're suffering punishment that wicked people deserve. You know, I'm going to take that back. And you cannot escape from the trouble. It's true. Now, we know things are going on. And God does judge this earth sometimes. And I believe that some of this judgment that's going on does affect the Christian believers too. You know, when COVID came out, and I don't tell many people this, I was on a Sunday I did the service. I got done preaching. I was in a Job experience myself. I just had a heart problem. I got heart decongestive failure. And I was separated from my wife because of COVID. Because I couldn't go home. I was stuck in another city. When I got when my heart acted up. And it was hard on me and my wife. But we're still together. And we still love each other. And we're even closer I think than what we were when we started. But but I believe I was praying after the broadcast. After I did the online service, I was doing them in the mornings at that time. Early in the mornings. And I was praying and and I said, Lord, why COVID? He came back to me and he told me, well, Ron, I'm teaching the world that they need to rely on me and bring me back. Because we know when COVID first hit, even a lot of churches have it shut down. And God told me, except for the people that did it online. And I was told by God that there's a reason for all this because I wanted to get my true church back to me and relying on me. Now, through the process, some people were hurt. Other Christians died from COVID. And, but I got something I want to say about that. And families lost people. And I think part of the reason some of these people, the Christians that died and got this COVID was to teach the ones in their family that maybe are not Christians that they come to the Lord and to bring maybe lukewarm Christians in that family to God. You might be saying, well, that's a weird way of doing it. Well, I do want to say this before we go on. I believe that everyone that died through this COVID epidemic was their time to die. Because we have death every day. From one sickness to heart attacks, to diseases, being shot, being murdered. See, I, I believe that there's a certain time in life 
Because the Bible tells us there's certain times in life, even death. And I don't think, and some preachers and ministers think that you can kill yourself early. But I believe there's a predestined time. And I believe that all these people we lost, they were going to die on the days that they die. And it was just, but, <coughs> bless me, <coughs> excuse me, but let me tell you something, saints, God had a reason, and these people that were Christians were taken out from COVID, <coughs> excuse me again, bless me, they are in a better place. Because let me tell you something, saints. This world got evil after COVID. See, and I think God was trying to open people's eyes to that. And preparing people. But let me tell you something, saints. It's not just that. God does do judgments on this earth. That does affect us. Christians and non-Christians. Okay? Now... Verse 17 of the commentary here that I'm teaching you from says, Job does not deserve these troubles, but while Job was suffering, God was making Job into a better person. See, just like I was saying, God's using this thing that even though we're suffering with COVID and other things that go on in our lives to help us become a better person. Read First Peter 6, 1, 6 through 7, and Job 23, 10. To go along with that thought, hoping you're writing this down. Soon God would rescue Job. And we'll find that in chapter 42. Soon God would answer Job. And Job's trouble would end. But at this time, Job had to be patient. James 5, 10 through 11 deals with that. This does not mean that Job couldn't do nothing when we suffer. It's, we should pray for help. James 5.13 tells us that we should pray for help. We should ask other people to pray. James 5.14-15. And actually, I'm kind of glad that this scripture came up because I'm kind of dealing with the thought of my next sermon of the battles of Israel this weekend. And we're going to be talking about the one when Israel... God, Moses was holding his hands up in prayer. And when his hands fell, because you know, as humans, we keep our hands up too long. They start hurting and they start falling. Well, when, when Moses' hands fell, you know, I don't want to give up the whole thing. But when Moses' hands fell, the battle, they were losing. But when his hands were up, they were winning. So we need to go to people. And ask them to pray for us. And that's James 5, 14 and 15 shares that. And James 5, 16 shares this. If we have done evil things, we should confess them. We can use them, not as a priest, but maybe as a person that, hey, I did this, 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 and this. I need you to pray for me and help me not to do this anymore. 
Okay. We should always pray with confidence. In, in other words, I'm going to take that word confidence and turn it into faith. Confidence is believing. Faith is believing. James 16, verse 8, and James 5, 17 through 18 shows us that. Now, 18 through 21. Do not allow money to tempt you. Do not allow a secret gift to tempt you. Even your great wealth could not prevent your trouble. All your air efforts could not protect you. Do not hope for death when people lose everything. And do not choose evil behavior. It is better to suffer trouble than to behave in an evil way. But Job, you seem to think otherwise. Verses 18 and 19 deal with this. <clears throat> Elu has almost finished his advice for Job. But in his verses, Elu warned Job about these dangerous ideals. Okay? Elu spoke about money. Okay? Many people fail to obey God because of money. They put their eyes on what they have and not God. In a sense, they make their money God. Okay? Matthew 6, 24 and 2 Timothy 4, 10. All right? And sometimes when people have lack of money, things, they get mad at God and turn their eyes on their problems instead of God. Okay? When we get our off, eyes off God and off material things, on material things, we're going to fail. Alright. Joe friends thought that God gave money to the people. And that if God rescued Job would become wealthy again. These ideals are wrong. Our security should always come from God, but not money. Many good Christians are not rich. James two five. But if we are wealthy, we must not trust in our money. The Bible tells us everything we have could be gone tomorrow. We need to trust in God. Okay? Now, I do want to say at the end of tests sometimes and people lose things, sometimes they get back more than what they got in the first place. Sometimes. All right, now let's look at verse 20. A difficult verse to translate. We think that Elu was speaking about death. Job often said that he wanted to die. And that's Job chapter 10, 18 through 22, and Job 17, 13 through 16, and the two places he talked about that. He merely wanted his troubles to end. But his attitude was not good. Paul knew in the New Testament, after death, he would go to heaven. And he knew that heaven is a much better place than earth. But Paul wanted to be a royal servant of God. So he was happy to do God's work on earth, although he would have to wait for heaven. Philippians 1, 20-25 
And Paul explained that death is not a good thing. Death is like an enemy of God. And in the end, God will defeat death. 1 Corinthians 15, 55-57. In other words, nobody will die in heaven. And at the end, God will change his people on earth so they will not die. 1 Corinthians 15, 52-52. Let me tell you something, saints. When Christ died, when Jesus our Savior died on earth, on the cross, he was given the keys to death to hell already. He defeated death already. But, for, he defeated it. But it will be defeated again when we make it to heaven. When the rapture takes place. Or when we die. Okay? And then they will go back to kind of what Adam and Eve had in the first place. You know, and I believe Adam and Eve probably would have lived uh, lived eternally, but they chose to sin by eating the fruit <coughs> that was given them. Excuse me for my coughing. Now, verse 21. Sometimes an evil person seems to have a better life than a good person. Sometimes Job suggested that the evil person's life was better than his. But these are unwise ideals. We must always think about God has a plan for our lives. God never wants anyone to do evil things. We must allow, we must not allow money or anything else to tempt us. It's better to suffer the troubles than to behave in an evil way. Okay. Luke 6 Verses 20 to 26 deals with that subject. And we got two more thoughts here, that two more sections I want to deal with. And, well, going pretty good. Now, what have we learned so far? Before we go on. We learned that God uses people to teach us about God. Even though Elu wasn't a minister or anything, we don't know much about Elu. But God anointed and taught this man to teach Job and his friends that are listening. God teaches men not to be proud. Okay? God punished the wicked. He teaches, he, he, God teaches us through this that God punished the wicked, but he cares for poor people. And, he, and this is teaching us here that God cares about Job. Okay? Now, the next section I want to deal with is verses 22 to 25. It says, God is great and he is powerful. He is the best teacher. No one can guide God. No one can say to God, your actions are wrong. Remember to praise God for his work and praise him with song. Every person sees God. Good works. Let's keep going. They share from a part place, far place to see God's work. Let's look at verse 26. 
God is so great that we cannot explain him. We even count his age. Now, we're going to deal with verses 22 to 24. It says, many people advise their friends about God, and perhaps such people speak well, but their words are only ideals. They never guide their friends to have a real experience of God. So they share about God. They speak well about God. But their words and ideals. They never guide their friends to the real experience. In other words, they talk about it. They share teaching, but they don't invite them to church. This is talking about witnessing. God is great. That's what we're looking. Okay. We need to be advise. We need to advise our friends about God. We need to share the verses, but we also need to take action and bring them to church. Going back to the person that I dealt with about that person wants to give up everything and uh, even church, God, and her and and that person's life. But I always went back. Well, you need to get back to church. And I kept inviting that person to go. And I kept reminding, I'll pick them up and bring them. And I even talked about, don't do this to your kids. You know. And and that person would just say, Ronald, Pastor, Ronald, I'm just, I'm just so tired. I'm tired of fighting. Well, part of the problem is this person wants the promises of God, but don't want to work for them. And I talked a little bit in my message Sunday about being lazy Christians. And us Christians have sometimes got lazy out there in our lives. And we need to get back and doing. And I encourage you, I really encourage you to go to God's Internet Church on Facebook. It's a, it's a, a, a group. And it's a free to join. All you got to do is hit the join button. But you can listen to all the sermons. And I encourage you to join us. Because let me tell you something, saints. This message was a, such a good message that I probably will touch on it again before we go into the next one next week. But, you know, we got to do the work. Just like Israel had to walk around the walls six days, we got to walk around the walls and keep praying and asking God to help us. Now, it might not be physically six days, as I tried to tell them. But on the seventh day, or the day that God's going to deliver you from the problem, then your walls will break down too. And let me tell you something, saints. We got to do that. But we got to also witness the people. To share their our experience with them. But also bring them to church. And my point was talking about her. And I got kind of distracted there. But it must have been because God, the, the Holy Spirit is uh, leading me here and anointing. But I made sure that person got to church. Now, sometimes they said no. And you can't physically go make someone go. But eventually that person did go. Okay. 
Elu did not want to make this mistake, so he did not continue to speak about Job. Instead, Elu spoke about God. He told Job and his friends that God will teach them, and God is the best teacher. And that's true. When we go through a time of trouble, sometimes I'm going to add a third one. Like I said, sometimes it's God getting us back in back in sync with him. Sometimes it's it's something that he's he, he the devil challenged him on you, and God said, "Well, I know they're not they're going to do the they're going to defeat you." So okay, and, and sometimes he wants to teach us something through the experience that maybe we can help someone down the road with things in their lives that you experienced. Okay, now let's look at the verse 22 part of this. Elu warned them not to try to control God. God is always right, so they should trust him completely. Elu reminded them to praise verses 23 of this chapter. 36. Elu reminded them to praise God. God deserved our honor, verse 24. <laughs> kind of deception. Okay. Now, he's telling us here, basically, we can't try to control what God has already predained for our lives. God made us. He made our lives. And there's a reason why everything goes on in the lives the way we got. Okay. Now, we need to trust God. Because he's always right and there's a reason for it. But he will bless you in the end if you honor him. <laughs> okay? Verses 25 and 26 dealt with this. Soon the men would have to experience of God's greatness. They would watch a powerful storm afterward. God would not, God would speak. So basically what this is saying here. That in the end of all of our experiences, we're going to experience God's greatness. Now, we're going to wrap up with this last thought. We've been here for 50 minutes. Praise God. I'm glad. And, you know, I love teaching the word of God. It's the best job in the world. Hallelujah. 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 The storm approaches. A storm approaches is the last section we're going to deal with in this verses 27 through 33. Verse 27 says, God gathered the water to make the rain. He caused the rain to fall from the clouds, so he provided enough water for all people. We do not know how he arranged the clouds. We do not know how he causes the thunder. Thunder, well, we all know what thunder is. God causes lightning that lights light up the sea. So by the rain, he provided plentiful food for the people of all nations. God's own hands causes the lightning. He orders the lightning to strike. We hear the thunder, so we know that the storm is coming. Even the cows know it. Verses 27 to 33, all in one sum. It says, in Job 26, 14, Job said that the man experience of 
the man, man's experience of God was like a whisper, but God's greatness was like thunder. But Job and his friends would soon have a great experience of God. The storm was approaching. Elu described the storm. The man were sitting outside, so they carefully watched the storm. First, the man saw the clouds. Elu explained that God uses the clouds by means of clouds. God sends rains. This shows that God's kind. He provides water for us and our crops. Then man saw a distant lightning. Then they heard the distant thunder. It was not raining yet, but the storm was coming closer. Even the cows realized this. When the storms approach, cows do not like, do not continue to eat. Instead, they sit on the ground. Hmm. Interesting. Verse thirty-three. So, what is this telling us? Well, there's two things I got out of this. God controls everything in our lives, from the time we wake up. From the time we go to sleep and why we're sleeping. He's in control. He's allowing things to happen for a reason. Mm -hmm. But he also prepares us. It's like he does those storms. Hearing the noise. It prepares us for storms. So we got to start picking our picnics up. We got to stop wrapping up. And not work outside. Or whatever. God will warn you. Before it gets to a point where he disciplines you. God will warn you about pending trials. But we got to learn to watch the signs. Just like the cows do. They sit on the ground. So what have we learned here today? We learned that God gives people to teach us about God. We learned that God would teach men not to be proud. We learn God punishes wicked people, but he cares about poor people. God cares about Job and us. God is great, and when the storms approaches, God is in control behind it. And he will warn us when the storm's coming. Just like that term, batten down the hatches. We got to start batting down the hatches by getting on our knees and praying to God about what's going on. The church I attend, because I do my service stuff, you know, at night. And we come actually from my house. And... So this pastor goes to church too and gets preached Sunday morning. Let me tell you something, saints. God loves you. No matter what, remember that. God loves you. He wants to bring you through. Remember that. Well, I'm not prepared for it. But 
I want you to put your hand on the devices that you're listening to today. And we're going to do a great prayer for everybody that's listening right now. And we're going to, I'm going to do a, a prayer to be with all of our families because we only got three minutes left. And this only recording time only allows me 60 minutes. So we got four minutes left. So and I wasn't going to, can't do what I was going to do, but that's okay. We're going to get back into that next week. So put your hands on the device and let me pray for all your loved ones and mine. Dear Heavenly Father, I lift up all of our loved ones, Lord, from mine to theirs, to theirs to mine, and to you, Lord. You care about all our loved ones, Lord. Help us be the signing example for them to bring you here. Help us not just tell them about you and share what they learned, but let them invite them to you, Lord. And Lord, we just ask you to be with everyone's loved ones that are sick and each family that are watching and my family too. We just ask you to be with us. Let our light shine for you. We ask you all this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to thank you for watching. Join me tomorrow night. On, if you're in the Port Huron area, at Port Huron Assembly of God, and I'm going to be leading the prayer meeting, and I'm going to try to get permission to actually to share the prayer meeting. Maybe we can do uh, the recording, be recorded for you guys to hear. But anyways, we're coming to our time of end here. Join us Sunday, I mean Friday night for God's Internet Church Bible study on the book of Proverbs chapter 17. We moved it from Wednesdays to Fridays because of time rescheduling. Um, and then join me Sunday night for God's Internet Church online service. And we'll be talking about some wars that Israel has been in we, the last couple weeks. And we're going to be talking about Moses and his hands and that. And so join me then. On that note, I'd like to thank you for watching. I'd like to say God bless you. Have a blessed time in the Lord. See you next time for God's Internet Church Podcast. And we'll be looking at Chapter 37. On that note, God bless you and have a blessed day.